departure of Jim Zorn and the induction of Mike Shanahan as head coach of the Washington Redskins. We talk about Clinton Portis and Campbell's comments. We talk about Clint Didier running for Senate and much more live in Aaron Josh and June. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 yo. what's happening? I think we need to just get right into it. And for the last yeah. time. I only have one thing to say, and this is going to take two sound effects to do it. Jim Zorn. 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 Cut. 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 Bye-bye, Chachi. Hey, I got to say, dudes, in the words of Josh. I called it. (laughs) <laughs> John said God. that they would they would wait till you know sometime Monday, and I said they were going to do it that night after the game. Well, I guess you were kind of right, right, dude, because they waited till like two or three in the morning. But yeah, it was like it was like he got off the bus at two something in the morning in Ashburn, and went to the offices, and like an hour later, he was fired. God. That's right. Yeah. And then there was. It feels good to say "cut" about him, as much as he just drove us crazy. I mean, it's not. It doesn't feel as good to yell "cut" about him as it did with with Vinny Serrato. Oh, I mean, no, that was like a no, hundred no. times better. Don't even. Dude, yeah, do Vinny Serrato was the, the bus death of the team. You think he got off the bus and like went back to his office and and uh, Danny was like, uh, "Jim, before you leave, we uh, we need to just have a little chat." We got to talk. Apparently, from what I read, is he came separate from the team bus in his own vehicle and got there like 15 minutes before the team bus and went into a side door. And really? then, And then the bus pulled up and Greg Blosh got out and we like walked over to his car and some media people were following him over there. And he was like, just leave the dude alone. And then got in his car and left. Just got in his car, had a jello pudding pop, <laughs> and left. Jello pudding pop. Anyway, we all knew it was going to happen. Jim Zorn's cut. And if you haven't heard, cut! if you haven't heard, Mike Shanahan, the mad, mad Irishman, Irishman, is in. And we've already got his theme song. <laughs> nice. Mike Shanahan, the 17 year experienced coach, former coach of the Denver Broncos, fired from there two years ago because he hadn't made a playoff in what? Three seasons? Something like I th- that. I think it went eight and eight three years in a row, and they were like, all right, that's unacceptable. And yep. they had that, you know, this year, you know, they started six and two with their new coach, and I think they went eight and eight and, and collapsed down the stretch. And last year, they were well in control of the AFC West, and they lost the entire month of December, allowing the Chargers to sneak in and, and winning the division and sneak in. No, dude. So that was kind of, no, people dude. thought he was kind of at the end of his rope. No, dude. He hit, they went nine and seven in two thousand six. The reverse uh, of that, seven and nine in two thousand and seven, and they went eight and eight in two thousand and eight. Uh, and then he was gone. But you know, before that, I mean, it was like ten and six, ten and six, nine and seven, eleven and five, fourteen and two, twelve and four, thirteen and three. Those were the good years, the Super Bowl years. Yeah. 
I mean, he did back. He went back to back Super Bowls for the Broncos. Yeah, and 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 I mean, there's been people coming out already and putting the knock on him a little bit. And and I mean, I've never been a huge Shanahan fan. He's definitely going to be better than Zorn. He's a great offensive mind. Um, some people are knocking on him, saying that well, he only won those two because he had Elway. Well, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Walsh only won those Super Bowls in San Francisco because he had Joe Montana. The, pa- was. the Patriots only won those Super Bowls because they had Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's just a dumb argument for people to say. Now, what <laughs> I think is a pretty strong argument against him, especially the fact that they've also named him as Vice President Pro Player Personnel, one of those stupid long titles. Um, apparently, he has final say over the roster. And he had that his last few years there in Denver, and... He had some good draft picks, but he had a whole lot of bad ones. And he has a thing about, uh, you know, he's really, really great offensive guy. But he has a thing about neglecting the defense a little bit, which is kind of ironic because he's the guy who traded away uh, Clinton Portis to get Champ Bailey. Yeah, yeah, dude, I was going to tell you, at least he's done one thing you would have liked in his career. He traded Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey and a draft pick. Well, dude, can't yeah, we... second round pick, which he used to get Tatum Bell, who had a, th- a couple of one thousand yard seasons, I believe, before he uh, worked his way down to the UFL this season. And now he's can like we... inherited Clinton Portis back, and Clinton can Portis we trade him back him because he traded him away. Can we trade him back and get and get Champ Bailey back in Washington? That'd be awesome. That That'd would be, be so awesome, awesome. But they're not dumb enough to do that. <laughs> no, I, I I have a feeling that Clinton Portis is going to be gone somewhere, though. Maybe Oakland will take him. I think, Josh, you were the person who said that the other day to me. Maybe Oakland will take him. Maybe <laughs> maybe Vinny Serrato will catch on over in Denver, and he'll take him back. Dude, he's going to catch on, like, catching people's jock straps, like, to put them in the laundry. Yellow, yellow, yellow cake. So what about Jerry Gray? Yellow, What's what about him? He didn't, he didn't get the job. Well, I heard they interviewed him, right? To to um, oh, you mean the, token? Yeah, they to, to to fulfill the Rooney rule. But then I saw some other report that said they had to interview him again since Bruce Allen wasn't there when he was interviewed before. Yeah, yeah. that's a load of crap. They're they're not going to interview him again. That whole the whole interview process is over and done with. Obviously, at this point, because Shanahan is making has been signed and is making his seven million dollars a year for the next five years. So is uh Jerry Gray thirty five million dollars. I know that's a lot. Man, that's a lot of money. But it's not as much as Albert Hainsworth's gonna get even if he doesn't play another snap for the Redskins. Yeah, and he's got a lot bigger job than Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> but not as big of a girth. <laughs> Not as big Girth. as a jock. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, all right. What about Zorn? What are the players saying about this whole uh, Zorn Shanahan changing of the guard? You guys heard anything? Uh, um, I think to sum it up, Josh, you, I think all of us have been seeing the same thing. Pretty much, they're like word. We need a strong leader. Zorn was a really nice guy. He was classy. He was a bad head coach. He was a really nice guy. Shanahan's coming in. He's got two Super Bowl wins under his belt. We and he's gonna he's gonna kick some butts. And that that pretty much sums it up. 
it's Zorn was it's unfortunate because Zorn was never really destined. Well, I don't want to say destined. He was never really meant for the job he was he ended up in. And yeah, you know, I I don't blame Snyder for taking a shot on Zorn because he was in the same position. Like he did, Philadelphia did the same thing with uh with their coach. He was a quarterbacks coach in the Holmgren system, and he had never been a coordinator. And they brought him in from from quarterbacks coach to head coach. And Andy Reid, I mean, you know, Phillies fans will complain about the sun shining, so they complain about him every year. But they've only won what four division titles, gone to the Super Bowl. You, you know, yep. I mean, you can't. He's done everything, but he's been a rather good coach for them. So Snyder was trying to take a chance and find that diamond in the rough, and it didn't work. So now he's going for a well-established guy, an offensive-minded guy, um, who's going to bring in his son, it looks like, who is the offensive coordinator currently in Houston, who made the playoffs, and who has the number one passer in the AFC mm-hmm. in Matt Schaub this season. Um, I think it's going to be a huge boost offensively. I hope he just doesn't neglect the defense as before. But jumping backwards, we were talking about uh, Token, Jerry Gray, right? I did see him interviewing after the last game. He was talking to uh, KJ over on Comcast. And she was baiting him, and she he, he knew it. And he was all like, well, you know, the no comment, more or less, no comment. She kept asking him questions, so finally he was like, well, yeah, I, of course I'd want to be the next head coach of the Washington Redskins. That'd be a great job. And then he kind of went along on that thing, that, that kind of tangent. And, and you could tell he, you know, he basically admitted he he – had interviewed for the job and you could tell he really wanted it and that he uh it was a job that he really would have liked to have had and he didn't have a shot in hell mm-hmm. nobody did yep. you knew it was going to go to shanahan shanahan of course mm-hmm. of course i mean and aaron i think you're about to say that uh so is jerry gray cut yeah um and currently so far as of wednesday evening none of the coaches have been cut we know that Blash is rumored to be retiring. Joe Bugle is rumored to be retiring. Um, and after that, it's anyone anyone's guess. Apparently, well, Jerry Gray has been offered the head coaching job at Southern University, a very uh, storied institution or something right. down there. I believe it's in the South. And uh, he, he basically said, I want to hang out and find out what happens in Washington because he thought he had a shot at the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, no, he said he said I'm going to hang out here and see what happens. But if I don't get this here, then that's where I will be. So I would, uh, yeah. I would imagine he's probably going to take that head coaching job down there. Um, the yeah. other thing today, I think we're going to see huh? today in the press conference, the thing that the shanty said. Yeah, I, I use that term that everyone hates, shanty. Um, Dude, seriously, <laughs> don't they sell those? Isn't isn't that like an infomercial thing? The shanty, 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 wow. I'm going to call him Shanana. I like the fact that you can spell Shanana with his name. Um, <laughs> the other thing that he said is that he was going to interview, he, he was going to sit down and talk to uh, all of the assistant coaches that were there, every one of them. Um, to, that's going to take a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, And that's what he said, and that will take some time. Um, so he, <laughs> he didn't come out today and say, yeah, I'm going to clean house and bring in all my own guys. Um, I think we know, obviously, you know, said that he's he's planning on bringing in his son, uh, Kyle, right, from um, from the Houston Texans to be his offensive coordinator. Um, right. But uh, other than that, we don't know the fate of those existing coaches uh, in Washington at this point. 
Yeah, Shanahan, you saw some of his uh, press conference today, and I caught a little bit of it as well. Um, and he was very... He was very vague in just about all of his answers, and as you'd expect him to be, he's like, everyone's going to compete, we're going to see what we have, we're going to check everything out, I just don't really know yet, pretty, right. on pretty much everything he was asked. Although you know he's been doing his homework. You know that for some time, you know, there's been speculation of talks, and who knows how, how much talks happened. Obviously, there were some amount of talks, because this happened pretty quickly. Zorn was fired, Shanahan comes flying in the next day. Uh, you know, yeah. they talk for a day, basically. Then he calls his agent to come in, and uh, and they get the deal done pretty quickly. So that tells me that they at least probably had some uh, some of the groundwork laid for for doing this. And with the other interviews and such, they were just kind of going through the uh, the motions to uh, yeah, there's to appease everyone. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been reports out there that that he was contacted the day after Bruce Allen was hired. And, I mean, it's not like Bruce Allen was just hired on a whim either. They were talking to him a while before they finally got rid of Vinny or or he resigned. I'm sorry. That, that's the official line <laughs> is that he resigned. He was cut. He resigned to the fact that he was cut. So do you guys think that Shanahan is going to be done with Jason Campbell? I don't know. I don't know. Some of the, I mean, Shanahan likes mobile quarterbacks. He does. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking like Michael Vick mobile, but he likes guys that can move. Um, Jake the Snake Plumber. Uh, he brought in Jay Cutler, who is who's rather mobile. He can roll out. Jason Campbell's more mobile than people think. Um, so maybe, you know, he doesn't have anyone else right now, so he's got to stick. I, I think Campbell could very well be here come training camp, but Shanahan did say that there's definitely going to be competition at the quarterback spot. That was one thing he did say during his press conference. Or afterwards, I should say, when he was uh, being interviewed by Comcast again. Hmm. All right, so I'm looking forward to seeing how Shanahan does. He, there are reports. Play that music again. He's yeah, there are be, reports out there. He's that, obviously going to be a, a um, you know, step in the better direction. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Play some of the play the new Shanahan music again. There, there are reports out there that um, that he is going to keep Jason Campbell uh, for at least this season. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and a lot of that, I think. Well, not a lot of it, but some of it's going to depend on whether it's an uncapped year next year or right. this year, um, which it it's looking more and more likely like it's going to be. And if so, Jason Campbell's a restricted free agent, and the Redskins have the right to match any contract offer he gets from anyone. All they have to do is match it. Yeah. And we need to get that offensive tackle. Who is it? Yeah, we, we have the four about. spot. We have the fourth draft pick going into 2010. Yep. So, you know, there people are saying maybe we'll go after Sam Bradford. I think that's a big mistake. Jimmy Clausen, maybe, but I don't know if he's mobile enough. Right, you know it's yeah. I don't know. An Who knows? Lineman. We're gonna we're gonna get a lot of news out here in the next few weeks, which is kind of nice because since the Redskins aren't in the playoffs again, it'll be nice to be getting some Redskins news and some positive Redskins news going this way. In my opinion, and, uh, in my opinion, yeah. if Shanahan goes for an offensive lineman in the first round, like we've been yelling for the last three to four years, then yeah. it's a step in the right direction. He yeah. needs to get a left tackle. 
And um, and by the way, uh, you know, we're talking about Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey came out and said, you know, if anyone can get it turned around, he can. Uh, talking about Mike Shanahan. So, yeah, they were mad when he got fired out there. A lot of the players, like the old school players, like Champ Bailey, really, really liked him. Yeah, I read an article about that, and a lot of the Denver players were like, when they heard that he got a job in Washington, they were like, that's awesome. And they're like, that's awesome. Read between the lines. I want to go to Washington. <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> they obviously like their head coach <laughs> and respect him, which is a good sign. Right. So. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, – oh, no, we got one other thing before the break. Um, news. We already knew that, that uh, Blosh is probably, probably going to retire because he was Funny. apparently Blosh. begged. A beg, beg by Dan Snyder to stay on this year with his Puddin' Pop self. Give you all the Puddin' Pops you want. And Joe Bugle, we knew it was coming at some time, but the rumors are that he's going to retire. That might be the end of it for oi, 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 fish and chips. Oi, 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 fish and chips. That might be the end, but you never know. He's like a crotchety old dude. He might hang out another year. Dude, Joe Bugle's one of those guys, you expect him to keel over on the sideline, but it won't happen for like 20 more years. Like, that guy's going to go forever, if he wants to. Uh-huh. And I mean, it, and that's going to be a big hit, because pretty much sources around the entire league are have looked at the, you know, the, the horrible inept offensive line that the Redskins have had. And they're like, they're the only reason that they were as good as they were, you know, quote unquote good was that Joe Bugle was there to eke every little bit of talent that they, these, some of these guys had. And I stress the word little bit or the words little bit of talent that, that if he hadn't been the coach, if there had been some other offensive line coach there, they would have been much, much worse. Like he did everything possible to get as much as he could out of those guys. Right. Scrubs. Scrubs. I hope he doesn't retire, but Greg Blosh, man, I'm done with him. Dude, cut. Cut! Seriously. Anyway, okay, well, uh, let's just go ahead and take a break. And when we come back on the other side, we're actually going to talk about the game that the Redskins kind of played this week. Briefly, because we don't need to dwell on it too long. That's right. Yeah, briefly. Just about as briefly as they played it. All right. We'll see you after the break. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. This is better. It's Redskin Dance live. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Imagine the imagine the head shaking and the sort of the feet weaving back and forth between each other. (laughs) I can see kickoffs doing that now. That'd be great. Like, they'll all be in a line, and they'll be, like, standing there with, you know, they'll get called a penalty for forming a wedge when 
really all they were trying to do is put their arms on each other's shoulders and sort of do the little <laughs> do a little jig, do, do a little footwork jig. jig, exactly, little Irish jig with the beer is sloshing. <laughs> with the beer, oh, the beer won't slosh. That's the whole Irish dance. The point of the Irish dance is that the upper body doesn't move. That's right. Anyway, would you like a history lesson on that. You saw that you learned that at the Lord of the Dance in the little um, program they sent around, didn't you? I've never seen the Lord of the Dance, but I do know that the Irish style of dancing, where the lower body goes spastic and the upper body doesn't move, was because people would like to dance in their homes, and when the English people, soldiers, would walk by in the occupied parts of Ireland, they would walk by and they would see the upper bodies not moving, and they would say, okay, they're not breaking the law by doing Irish dancing, which was against the law for a very long time. Hey, dude, what's up with that, like, whenever you see an Irish band playing... There's like some guy that has this tambourine looking thing with the string on it. It's like, here, you you play this, dude. We're gonna I don't play. Know, dude. <laughs> They're like, We're gonna play maybe this. maybe he's like that guy in a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, the dancing guy that doesn't really do anything. He just yeah, dances. But every one of those Irish bands I've ever seen, like at the, uh, you know, the um, the Celtic festival. Yeah, the festivals and the uh, St. Patrick's Day things. Lord of the There's Dance. always that guy that's like in the band, but he just like kind of plays that off rhythm, and it's like not mic'd or anything. So anyway, well, um, maybe you should know that your last name is Irish. What is Lord of the Dance, dude? I was asking John. Celtic dude. woman, he likes too. Is that where you learned it at? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Didn't they open for Tom Seriously. Jones, and you went to see him? Tom, dude, Tom Jones is Welsh. I don't care. Seriously, dude. Did you learn that? that concept, you? Anyway, uh, <laughs> on to the game between the uh, Redskins and the Chargers. And quite frankly, love to be rubbed, one. <laughs> All right, you push a cat. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the game. and <laughs> I do. Frankly, I remember that we lost. I remember that we I remember broke. that we were winning, and then we lost. Like we always rem- did, all season long. Hey, we had 17 unanswered points in that game. I remember that. Yeah, what happened? We lost. Oh, yeah, the Redskins played just like the Redskins do. They <laughs> play, and then they like blow, blow the game in the end because they suck. I can't. However, Jason Campbell went you know 28 why, 42 with 281 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, that's stupid who I was going to give my game ball to. I'm going to go ahead and give my game ball to Jason Campbell. You guys can go. Yeah, uh, we yeah we might as well go. Well, let's go into the kicks first. All I right. got a kick. You want to play the, uh, the the kicks music for this week? Yeah, I'm going to play the kick music for this week. Go for it. And now, the Irish Kicking the Balls Award brought to you by the Mad Irishman. Mike the Shannon. Mad Irishman. Head coach, Washington Redskins. I was born in Ireland. I've right. got a kick in the balls for you. <laughs> for you. Dude, you sound like you're selling Lucky Charms. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Redskins could use some Lucky Charms right about now. <laughs> oh, They're magically so delicious. There, sweet. So what All we right. need to do is we need to make like a little flash cartoon with Mike Shanahan, <laughs> Mike Shanahan's head and the, his upper body being still and his lower body just like kicking people in the balls left and right. <laughs> 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 oh lord! 
Um, and then oh, they like Irish, and then like the English walking by his window, and they can't see him like, doing it. Like Only the soldiers can... walking by, going, "Oh, they're not breaking the law this week." <laughs> Only if I can do the foley work and have it go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, who's gonna go what first I... on the kick in the balls award? Uh, I'm, oh, I'll let's go. see. I'm kicking. Sure. I'm kicking the Washington Redskins <laughs> for the most horrible. Horrible season ever, and they put a big dot on the exclamation point at the end of that with this game, giving it away after 17 unanswered points. My kick goes to all of you. So, so you're saying you're giving your kick to the uh, the uh, the Washington Redskins? What was left of their A team for not being able to beat the B team? Every one of them, San Diego. Every one of them, John. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of them. (laughs) <laughs> Every one of them. Well, I know who I'm giving mine to. Yeah. Along those same lines, the defensive backs, dude, seriously, can we catch a ball? There should have been three interceptions in that game, and Fred Smoot dropped one, and who dropped the other one? I don't even remember. I was, I was. One so... hit Fred Smoot in the hand. Was the other one Justin Tryon? No, I don't think so. But one, it, I think it was, um, was it, was it Kareem Moore? It might have been Kareem Moore. I don't know, but they should have had three interceptions. They had one. And yeah, that was Rocky McIntosh. Yeah. There is, showed up today, or that game. Seriously. Can we get a cornerback that can catch a ball? Can we get anyone on defense that can make more than three picks a season? I know. Terrible. I mean, it was just like, it was It was almost like Billy Volick was daring them to intercept the ball. He's like, I'm going to hit. He's sitting back there in the huddle. He's just like, man, this game doesn't matter. Let's see. What who who's well no, I don't want to pick on Carlos Rogers. He's been getting picked on too much. What about what about Kareem Moore? Oh, wait. I, all right, dude, seriously. Wait. I'm gonna throw the ball and I'm gonna hit Kareem Moore right between the four <laughs> and the one. Let's see if he can catch it, dudes. Are you ready? Hike. First or, he was break. like first he was like, Where's number thirty? Oh man, he's not playing. Who am I gonna pick on now? <laughs> uh Carlos Rogers has been picked on too much. He's like, I'm going to pick on Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot, he hits him. I'm going to hit him right between the two and the seven. Watch. I will have to say, I think Fred Smoot and Kareem Moore did a better job back there than LeRon Landry. They sure did. I mean, they tried to go deep on the safeties, and what happened? He ended up, I mean, it hit Fred Smoot in the numbers, and the dude was double covered. There was no chance to score a touchdown on that. I mean, I know it wasn't Phillip Rivers back there throwing it, but Billy Volick is a pretty good quarterback for a backup if you remember he beat indianapolis two years ago in the playoffs i think mm-hmm. so i mean he's a good quarterback billy volick billy volick is no uh you know he's no uh the pillsbury throw boy or anybody like that he's he's actually a rather good and he could start for a number of teams he's definitely better than Derek freaking anderson who I gotta bring it up again. Derek Anderson went into the fourth quarter of the Browns game last Sunday, having a quarterback rating for the fourth quarter for the entire season of two point one. Okay. Two point one. Uh, two point one. And it's not and as most of you know, the quarterback scale is not a one to one hundred scale. It goes up to like one sixty two or one sixty four. He had a two point one for the fourth quarter for the entire season. Woo. I'm sorry, I just keep having to bring up Derek Anderson. And they said of, of 
Pug. that that whole thing. Pug Mahoen, Pug Mahoen, Derek Anderson, Pug Mahoen. <laughs> so okay, uh, all right. Are we mo- are we done? Are we moving on to the games? You can well, I haven't given a kick yet. Actually, oh, we're we'll, gonna kick. We'll give it. Uh, uh, my kick goes to the offensive line. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right, enough said. All right. And we're done with the season. Yay. All right. Dude, we didn't give game balls yet. Oh, man. Or it, does right. anyone actually deserve a game ball for this game? I have I a game one ball. No, goes. going back. Rewind, rewind. <laughs> I am giving my, my kick in the balls to Malcolm Kelly. You know why? <laughs> Why? Why? Definitely not because he led the team with five receptions for 109 yards and a long of 84. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm giving my kick to him because on that long of 84, he got injured. No, he turned around like four times when he was running. And everyone knows when you're running with the ball, every time you turn your head to look to see who's chasing you, you it slow slows down. you down. I know. And every time he turned around, he allowed that dude to get closer and closer, and he turned around again, and the guy got closer, and he turned around again, and the guy tackled him. If he would have just damn run, he would have gotten the end zone. Fuck my horn. <laughs> I was also, now that now that you're spurring my memory, dude, I was kind of upset with uh, Fred Davis. One, because he didn't even remember to go on for that extra, for that field goal. And, oh, dude, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And two, he he dropped a couple, but then he kind of redeemed himself with one catch, and I was like, all right, maybe I won't give him my kick, which I didn't, but I'm still calling him out. Anyway. He did not have the great game. He he had a couple of lapses of judgment. Like you said, like the, uh, oh, yeah, even though I'm the starting tight end, I'm still a scrub and second-year player, and I need to get out there on special teams still. I forgot. All right. That's why I have two alarm clocks. Here's so what let's I have move to, on. Here's what I have to say right. to him. Hog Mahoen! <laughs> it's Irish. Look it up. This is a family show. All right. <laughs> game ball. <laughs> <boy. laughs> it's time for the game balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the game balls. Brought to you by... <laughs> Mike Shanahan, head coach, Washington Redskins. Yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to start out the game ball awards? I'll go. I'll go game ball. I'm giving my game ball to none other than the former coach of the Washington Redskins, Jim Zorn. Exactly. I'm- I like Mike Shanahan's better. I like Shanahan's better. Um, you know why? Here's why. One, I'm giving it to him because he's gone. I'm happy about that, kind of. But really, <laughs> the reason that I'm going to give him the game ball is because I felt that Jim Zorn, under on, under all of the scrutiny and the miscalled cues and all of the things that he did wrong, I felt like... He accepted it with grace and was classy about the whole thing. He never, he never, you know, looked like he was under so much pressure that he couldn't concentrate at all on what he was trying to do. He just kept on doing poorly what he was doing. So I'm giving the game ball to Jim Zorn on his way out the door. So you're saying basically that, you know, he didn't show his, his ass and he 
was classy the whole time. Exactly. And yeah. And he knew it was coming. Yeah, nice. So there you go. Yeah, feel bad for the guy, but he sucked. <laughs> I was sucked. I was but trying. He not was to a say good that. guy. This is a game ball. I was trying not to say that. So okay. All right, uh, John. How about you? Uh, uh, I guess my game ball is gonna go to uh. Man, it's a tough one. I got it's 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 not the year. The game balls for the year. It's just for oh, the wait, game. Wait. So wait, John. Did, what? did you happen to see the game this week? Oh, that's right. As a matter of fact, I did see the game despite the best efforts of Bruce freaking Raider, the most hated sportscaster in the Hampton Roads area now. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, my game ball goes to... Uh, who am I going to give my game ball to? Oh, it's got to be... To the man of Irish descent, Aaron Allen! <laughs> and the reason is... Because Aaron Allen. All right, go ahead. Was that cheering or timber falling? It's cheering. Oh, yeah. Woo! That was a... I thought I heard one of those tambourines in the background. Um, (laughs) With the stick. And the reason is because Aaron Allen, as many of you know, lives in the greater Kentuckiana area, even though he is from Virginia Beach. And Aaron Allen must watch the Redskins game on DirecTV Sunday Ticket. What's great about Sunday Ticket, I guess it's when you have the HD package, is that you're also allowed to watch the games online as long as you have the password. Well, guess who didn't need to watch him online because he was home? And guess who got to watch his game online with the password? Woo-hoo! Now, if you work for DirecTV, you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> but thanks to that system, I was able to watch the game in glorious high definition on my low-def uh, old monitor, my old deaf old Sony Trinitron monitor. <laughs> Trinitron. The original flat screen. <laughs> with a big with a big back. <laughs> with the big bat. It's got a big butt. It's got a flat still, screen, but it's, it's got a back. flat screen. It's got, I got a flat front screen, and I got a back. back. Back um, in the front and big in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my game ball goes to Aaron Allen. Thanks, dude. Thanks, thanks. Well, that made it easy for you. All right, well, that leaves it to me, and I'm giving my game ball to Jason Campbell for uh, leading the team to 17 unanswered. Okay, are we done yeah. for We're the done. year? The season is over! Is the season Woo-hoo! over? Woo! It's over! The worst season in recent memory. Has, in the last, the worst season in our lifetime. He's drawn to a close. In the history books. All right. Forget about it. Forget about it. Oh, dear Lord. With that Thank being goodness. said... The segment that I was looking most forward to, yeah, and I was just looking on my email and was reading the recent update from you, which was always kind of out of it during that last segment. <laughs> the boycott of Bruce Rader brought to you by John Adams. All right. So as many, many of you know, some of you firsthand, the Fox stations in Norfolk, the greater Hampton Roads area, including Virginia Beach. And also in Richmond, the capital of our fair commonwealth of Virginia, decided for the first time, I think, ever to not show the Redskins game last Sunday. They decided to show that fascinating, enthralling, riveting game between the Eagles and Dallas. Pogmahoen first radar! Pogmahoen! Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that was because, so, that was because 
Bruce Rader was long time, decades long time sportscaster in the area. Very well known and used to be well respected. He was concerned about the entertainment value of the two right. games and thought that that game would bring more entertainment value. If people right. like to watch so, teams that they hate and watch right. a blowout of teams that they hate, then maybe yeah, suddenly, he was right. Suddenly he says that, uh, you know, there aren't that many Redskins fans in, uh, in this area any longer. So they did that, and there was a flurry of emails and, and comments on the newspaper, some for the change, some against the change. Um, you better believe that I emailed a lot. I called and talked. <laughs> I didn't get to talk to anyone live except for the secretary, and I know I wasn't the only one to call because of the reaction. The secretary was like, okay, like you're the next one. Here we go. I left <laughs> him a very, very uh, angry email or a- angry message and talked to his boss and left a angry message as well. Long story short, it didn't do any good. And then... Bob Molinaro from the Virginia Pilot today comes out with an article saying it was the right call. And, and you know, I used to really like Bob Molinaro's articles in the paper as well. He's been in the Hampton Roads area working for the Virginia Pilot newspaper for a long time. But he basically wrote this whole article stroking his crying friend, Bruce Rader, being like, it's okay, buddy. These Redskins fans, there aren't that many, and they don't know what they're talking about. They should feel bad for yelling at you because you've done a lot to bring the Redskins here. Uh, sure. What'd the article Um, say, dude? Well, there's one section. I'm going to quote it right here. Raider said, can you imagine, Raider said, this is quote, can you imagine, Raider said, how many emails I would have received if I hadn't suggested we switch games? Zero. Despite the flack, Raider contends that Redskins fans, although they're a very passionate group, are only a small portion of the people in the area. This wasn't a big deal to the majority of sports fans in Hampton Roads. All right. Then why did they write an article about it? Why did they write an article? Number one, yeah, why did he have to write this article about it? Number one, we're in Virginia. This is Redskins country. And both of these guys have been around for a couple decades. They know better. Number two, I know this is a transient area. There's a very high military population here. So we have a lot of fans of sports teams from the other area, from other areas. However... There is a huge number of people that have lived there here their whole lives and have been Redskins fans their whole freaking lives, you idiots. (laughs) Although they're a very passionate group, only a small portion of people in the area, you guys act like you just moved here from Dallas. What is that? It's so hard for me not to curse. And I was really, really good about not cursing when I sent them emails and left messages. I could barely contain myself. And then... Here's the other. Barely, and then at the very end of the thing, Bob Molinaro writes, if Redskins fans feel let down by Raider, for the time being, the feeling is mutual. So, uh. Oh, no. I, I wrote them. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> did we hurt his little feelings? Oh. This article not enough to make him feel better. Oh, baby. So, Aaron, do you have the email I sent them both this evening? Do you have that up currently? Um, yeah, hold on. I'll have it up in just a second. Yes, here it is. Here's what John wrote to Bob Molinaro, the Virginian pilot, in, uh, based on his defense of Bruce and Rader. And Bruce Rader. I sent this to both of them. Bruce Rader, DUI man. Well, Bob, <laughs> next time a bunch of locals hurt my feelings after I turn my back on them and do the unthinkable, I'm going to come cry on your shoulder. Wait, that will never happen because I would never preempt the Redskins game and turn my back on the loyal fans in this area 
which is still Redskins country. I've been fans of both of you for a long time. You guys were really disappointing a lot of long-time viewers, readers here in the greater Tidewater area. Bob, are you trying to make us feel guilty with today's article in the paper? Because you didn't. The only person who should feel guilty about any of this is you, Bruce. And shame on you, Bob, for not only defending him instead of calling him out, but also for trying to lay a guilt trip on the loyal, passionate fans whose numbers in this area are much higher than either of you are willing to admit for some strange reason. Looks like birds of a feather stick together. So do real Redskins fans. Hail to the Redskins. John Adams. John at HarryHogFootball.com. It's it's almost like I have to – I feel like I have to berate them like they're they're children for making such egregious mistakes. Hug Mahoney. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and here's here's my point about it. All right, if there are true Cowboys fans and Eagles fans in the area, which I don't know if those really exist except for fair weather ones. Exactly. Um, they would have ordered the Sunday ticket because they would know that in Virginia Beach you don't get those games. Right. So to pull that on Redskins fans the last game of the season, we're like, all right, say he pulled it in week one, then the true Redskins – if he pulled that in week run one, the true Redskins fans would be like, well, crap, if they're going to pull this, I'm going to have to get the game somehow, so I'm ordering Sunday ticket. But he pulls it the last <laughs> week. So even if you wanted to get Sunday ticket, what, are you going to pay $300 for one game? Come on, dudes. Week. The re- yeah, and the Redskins are the home team here. They have always been the home team for the entire state of Virginia. For decades, for like 40 years, the Redskins have been playing here. Week in, week out, they've never been preempted before. This is Redskins country. We're a secondary market for the Redskins. For them to pull this and then to say, oh, well, I pulled fans an hour ago or two hours ago, and most of the ones I got, like he said something like only five or six out of 150 said that they wanted to see the Redskins game. Lot. And I read comments on different websites, and they were just like, that's funny because like me and 10 of my friends emailed you and texted you during that time. So I guess 10 equals 5. <laughs> and we were the only people. Yeah, yeah and, the an thing is, and the thing is, we've I've got this thing on my wonderful HP computer, which is much newer than my Sony Trinitron monitor. Um I've got this wonderful thing on there. It's basically free TiVo. So I get to record pretty much anything I want and store it on my hard drive, which is fantastic. And so, of course, I do that with all the Redskins games. And for some reason, the final Redskins game never came up on the schedule. It never did. So now, Bruce Rader said that he came up with this decision on the Tuesday before the final game against San Diego. And that he came up with that idea on Tuesday, and that evening he pulled the fans, quote unquote, the sports fans of the area, and they did. They said that, oh, we should show the other game instead of the Redskins game. This game was never on the schedule, ever, ever, ever. And my computer program with this HP computer actually does more than a week in advance. It's about eight days in advance. It picks up everything. So by the time say the game from week one is being recorded, there's already, this game for week two is already scheduled to be recorded. So it's like an eight-day window. This game was never on there. So he was planning this for days. So for him to come out and say, oh, I pulled some fans and the overwhelming majority said, yes, they want the Eagles-Cowboys game, is a load of bull cocky. It's a load of crap. He was such a liar about that because he never had it scheduled. 
So not only did he make this decision, he lied about it. And for him and Bob Molinaro as well to come out here and try to make like a sob story to make, you know, make people feel bad for trashing him because he's been a quote unquote Redskins loyalist for so long is a bunch of bull. I agree with you, dude. I agree. And here's the other thing about that is he said that it was his decision. And then that email you got back from his boss was like, it wasn't his decision. Yeah, you know what the funny thing about that, too, is that I got two emails back from two different email addresses. Um, and one of them said that same – one of them said the whole email, well, blah, 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 blah. And the other one was the same exact form email, the same exact one, except it said this was not Bruce Rader's decision. Like they had added that in there. But the rest of it was the same exact form email that they sent everyone else. So if it wasn't his decision, he lied because he said it was his decision on the air, right? Yeah, and in this article that came out today, they basically said, yeah, it was pretty much his decision. And he's like, the thing that bothered me most is that the Redskins fans made it personal. Well, yeah. It was his because decision. Because our team is the Redskins, and yeah, it is personal. And he's like, I can't believe they sent how, these, how dare you variety uh, emails. It's ridiculous. I can't believe you drive drunk in our in our fair community. Yeah. Oh, bringing up the hard hidden stuff. But uh, there's All really right. nothing you can say back about that because none of us have ever driven drunk and gotten a DUI. Yes. All right. All right. Moving on. So anyway, Bruce Rader, we hate you, and Bob <laughs> Molinaro, shame on you. Just like I said in my email, for. <laughs> giving him a shoulder to cry on and trying to make us feel guilty because we wanted to see our team play on TV here. And I don't know who oh, made the decision in Richmond, but same same thing. Shame on you. You guys should be – I don't know about Bob Molinaro because, you know, he's sticking up for one of his colleagues that's been in the business for a long time. But Bruce Rader, you should be fired. Oh, I don't. You might as well. You might as well just quit and move to Dallas. As a matter of fact, I don't hate. You're terrible. I don't hate Bruce Rader. I just dislike him greatly and hope he moves to Dallas. Okay, I stand by everything I said. All right. With that being said, another. um, Ooh, it's hot in here now. (laughs) Another harsh conversation from this week: the Portis Campbell traded words, and you never hear anything from Campbell. But from what I heard about the situation. Portis said that Campbell does not deserve to be a captain because of his lack of leadership abilities. What's that? What is that? I don't know. What Campbell say? Josh, is that you? You talk too much, you worry me to death. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's for Clinton Poison. Boy, if that is not the theme song for Clinton Portis, I do not know what is. All right. What I've heard about this whole deal is that uh, Clinton Portis was a little sore that he was not named a team captain, but Campbell was. Um, I guess his pride was hurt a little bit as he was sitting, you know, on the sidelines not practicing every week. And even though he was clear to play. He took the time to call into the John Thompson show this week. On, uh, I guess, 9.80 a.m. up there. And he took the time to call in from Brazil to complain about Campbell and say that he was not a good leader, um, basically, for the Redskins. 
So Campbell, shockingly, actually kind of came back at him and was just like, you know what? I'm a little miffed about that. Yeah, because when I'm cleared to play by the doctors, I don't try to come up with excuses not to get in there, even though when he's getting hit a hundred times a game because the offensive line is so crappy. Yeah, you know, it's like Clinton Portis comes out and complains about the offensive line numerous times, and I don't really remember Jason Campbell saying much of that. And Clinton Portis basically came out and said that Jason Campbell's always the same and he's not a good leader because he doesn't have any fire, which is one of the arguments that a lot of fans have had about him. He doesn't, he's not up, he's not down. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't push, but you know, neither did Tony Dungy and he won a Super Bowl and he should have won a second one in Tampa before they fired him because Gruden won with his team. So, you know, sometimes players can lead by example instead of with, you know, fire and brimstone. So I thought it was very odd that Clinton Portis would call in all the way from Brazil where apparently he's on vacation. Vacation. I hope he's not dog fighting. <laughs> Hopefully he's resting Just a trash. Just a trash on, on, on Jason Campbell like that. It's like basically Clint Portis feel, I think he feels like he's done. He's not going to be on the Redskins anymore. And he just doesn't, he's just going to air all his dirty laundry now because he's one of those guys, as we know, he doesn't think before he talks. I think he's going to retire. I don't think he wants to play anymore. I don't know. Well, like Josh said, maybe he'll go play for the Raiders. Maybe so. Maybe we can trade him. We can see what we can get for him. I think we should try to work out a deal back to Denver. You know, get Champ Bailey back. Just do a. uh, Hey, maybe we can give him. Maybe we can give him Clinton Portis and a second round pick for Champ Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Well, allegedly, the two of them have, have have contacted each other and have cleared the air, according to the Washington Post. Um, Jason Campbell didn't say anything much except for that they're moving on and they don't want to have any issues going into the off season in case they're playing together still. So they pretty much shut it down and they're like, Hey, we're done. I have, and uh, according to, um, Jason Reed from the Washington post, he got a lot of texts from Campbell's teammates. Well, I guess, which would also be Clinton Portis's teammates. And they told him, they quote, they told me they were glad Campbell spoke out. So take that for what you will. I think, yeah. personally, that means that a lot of people are siding with Campbell and wish, or they think that Clinton Portis talks too much. Yeah, I have, um, um, I have uh, Chris Cooley and, and Tanner Cooley, Chris's brother, on my Facebook. And uh, they were talking about, well, Tanner was talking about, uh, I guess they, they didn't, couldn't see the, uh, didn't hear the interview where, where Clinton Portis was talking. They were like, thanks for tweeting everybody about, uh, you know, what Clinton Portis was saying. And uh, everybody just followed that up with, with, yeah, he needs to just shut up. What an idiot. And blah, 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 and all this stuff. So it was really interesting to I sort think, of see that on a player's uh, yeah. social site. Kind of interesting. I think it's pretty ironic that you played and you talked too much. And one of my favorite lines from that song is, uh, you talk too much, you even worry my pet. And we all know how Clinton Porter feels about dogfighting, so. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah. moving forward. Clinton Didier, tight end. Running for U.S. Senate against some dude named Murray. It's not a is dude, it dude. Yeah. It's a dudette. Is it Eddie Murray? Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's um, it's Senator the Patty Democrat. Murray. Senator Patty Murray is, she... is the incumbent and the incumbent Democrat from uh, Washington and um, Washington State. Washington State, that's correct. Uh, Didier is going to enter the 2010 primary uh, to to run against her. So uh, interesting. He is planning a <clears throat> campaign kickoff. Uh, oh man, seriously! Event <laughs> in uh, Spokane, Washington, on January the 11th. So uh, anybody who lives in Spokane and wants to go see uh, Clint Didier and hear what he has to say, go for it. What's up with all these football players that become politicians afterwards? Is it the only job well, they're smart enough for after football? Well, I mean, I guess it's better than car dealer, gym yeah. owner. Well, dude, you know what he's doing right now? They all take the I'm same. I'm pretty approach. sure I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty sure he run. I thought he was running like a uh, dirt moving company or something. Hmm. Yeah, I read that. I remember that. Yeah, he's 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 basically owns a a big like dirt moving and removal type type of. I guess that's big in Washington State. What do you do? So you can I'm get like gravel. State. You can get gravel delivered and stuff of that nature. I move dirt. Yeah, sure. Hmm. I move. What dirt. do you do? I do. I. I, I work with dirt. Move All right. Dirt. Well, I don't want to. Dudes, I don't want to talk about that anymore. We're getting long on this podcast. So let's go ahead and move right into long always. Tom's Trivia. Here it is. Hey, guys. It's Tom calling another episode of Tom's Trivia. This is the final one of the regular season, the final one of the Jim Zorn era, and the first one of the Mike Shanahan era since today with the uh, press conference. Um, I'm sure the guys are talking about it on the podcast today, but it certainly feels like day one around here, so it feels good. All right, last week's question was a two-parter based on the uh, the loss to Dallas. The first question was, well, who was the last team other than the Cowboys to shut out the Redskins at home? The answer to that is 1993, the Jets beat the Redskins in what I would consider the worst game in the history of the world, and they beat the Redskins 3 nothing. And it's actually a little harder to find was the, the Redskins had lost, I guess, what, 45-12 to the Giants and then 17 nothing to the Eagle, to the uh, Cowboys. And as 12 points, there were no extra points. So the question was, when was the last time the Redskins went back-to-back game not successfully kicking an extra point? And the, excuse me, making an extra point. And the answer is, in the 1995 season, they went to back-to-back weeks against the Giants and Chiefs, in which one game they had a, they scored a touchdown, but they went for two and did not get it. And the other game, they only get three points. Um, Dave would have been right. Unfortunately, he sent the wrong year. I think it was a typo or a little brain fart. He put it down in 2005, and really it was 1995, and it kind of broke my heart. But the correct answer was given by Elizabeth from New Orleans. She gave the correct answer, and she is our uh, new winner this week. So congratulations to Elizabeth. I hope she will pick up the pace uh, in the new year with, under the Shanahan regime. Um, all right, so the question for uh, this week, this will wrap up the Zorn era questions, they'll all be um, much more positive, I promise you, as things go forward. I'm sure they will be. Anyway, the question from the game on Sunday against San Diego in which Jason Campbell hit Malcolm Kelly on that long 84-yard touchdown, uh, 84-yard pass, that more the point, did not end in a touchdown. He got tackled at like the four-yard line. My question is, I don't know the answer to this, I don't know if, or if that one's longest, the next longest pass in Redskins history not to end in a touchdown. We know they have one for 84 yards. Name the longest if there's one longer. If 84 is the longest, then find the next one. 
All right. Well, uh, enjoy the podcast. I'm sure it's a lot more upbeat than um, re- recent ones have been. And uh, we have turned the corner. We're looking up from the abyss. Hail the rest. All right. Thanks, Tom. Um, Sweet. For this week's congratulations to who was it? Elizabeth from New Orleans. Is that right? Nolans. Congratulations, Nolans. Elizabeth from New Orleans. Congrats. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you sending that answer in. And um, I am actually in New Orleans quite a bit these days. So uh, if there are a bunch of Redskins fans that want to get together, I'll put it out on the podcast next time I'm going. I'd love to uh, meet up with you guys. If you guys wanna, you guys wanna get get a yeah. Right. You there guys can get together down on Bourbon in the street. Oh man. Get get a. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for that, Elizabeth. Uh, good job on answering the trivia. Right on. Now, uh, before we close this thing up, we got some shout-outs. Simon Kinsey, our boy from the other side of the pond, sent us an email wow. about the whole Clinton Portis thing. Thanks for that. Says, thank goodness that the horrible season's over. <laughs> and uh, we had a few yeah, other we've got a- emails from David in Michigan and Chris J., so thanks for those emails. In the UK. And we got one from uh, Steve up in Liverpool. Not you, not in England, but in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually up in Nova Scotia. Halifax Matt, this summer on a cruise Matthew, with my woman. Matthew Hitzler sent us an email a few days before Christmas. Forgot to put that on there. Right on. Yeah, Steve from Nova Scotia actually sent in uh, information to be put on the Harry Hog Football Nation map, which Josh, are we gonna are we gonna continue that on to the new website? Uh, we're talking about it. We're talking about some different things as far as how we're revamping the site. So, uh, right yeah, we, we've definitely got it going on right now. We can get you know get them on the map. But uh, and for those of you who don't know where we're talking about, we have a Harry Hog Nation map, which is a Google map on the website. And if you want to be added to it as a uh, Redskins fan, we usually put people on there. We don't put last names unless you want us to. And, you know, like his tag will be Steve from Liverpool, Nova Scotia. And if you have a quote, like his is Hail to the Redskins, we'll stick that on there. If you have something else, like a good story or I hate Dallas or, or you know, Bruce, Bruce Raiders. Bruce tool, Raiders sucks. <laughs> yeah, you, you can put that on there as your message too. We'll add you uh, to the Harry Hog Nation map. Put it this I way. I don't make countries right now. I don't see any reason not to keep the map when we uh, make our transition to the new site. So I'm sure that you know we'll at least have a link to the uh, Harry Hog Nation map. That, that will be right on. That will be dandy. Right on. So Steve, we haven't forgot you. I know we're not. You're not on the map yet, but we, we are. We are so close to transition right now. I've been holding off. In fact, we might have the transition by episode 200. Is that correct? Or is it too early to tell? Um, it, we may happen. It may happen in the next two weeks. Son, working hard, working hard, and I think we're going to have a new theme song in the, for the episode two hundred. No, we're going to no, have all no, kinds of new don't, stuff. Don't give it all away now, but there will be some. Uh, is our some, a is few our theme song going to sound like? Uh, is our theme song going to sound like uh, Viagra? <laughs> no, that's Mike Shanahan's theme song. Oh my bad. How does that go again?
Um, okay. Oh, why we're on this topic? The season's over, but not for Harry Hog football. We go year round, so make sure you tune That's in right. every week. That's right. That's right. Fifty-two episodes a year. Finishing up our fourth season right now. We're going to be heading into season number five. Season five. Season five. Hell yeah. So, yes. Absolutely. So, anyway, yeah, uh, we're going to be – send us an email if you want about anything you want. Redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And let me see. Um, our stores, check out, if you order anything from Amazon, if you go, they usually give us a pretty good little cut. If you go to our site, there's a little Amazon yeah. search box in the corner. Just type in whatever you're looking for. And then from there, you can continue on Amazon as long as you want, and we'll get credit for it. Yep, even if you have something saved in your wish list or something, if you click, if you type it in, type in anything in the Amazon box on our website and click through the Amazon, then you can go to your wish list and buy whatever it is that's on there that you've had for a while. We still get credit for that, so that would be uh, that's always nice and helpful. It helps keep uh, Harry Hog football up and running. This quality, quality programming. And someone, I think it was what Red Queen eighty one sent in a few weeks asking if we would have like a a donate button because she wanted to donate to help with our internet fees. And And we're uh, gonna have that up on the new website. It's gonna be on the new site. We've already signed up for the account and stuff like that. So you just want to give us money, then you can. Or if you want to buy something, that's great. Fifty cents. 75 cents. I mean, that's enough to buy some bazooka gum. That'd be great. For the cost of a cup of coffee, you can have. If everybody gave us a dollar, we could. (laughs) If everybody gave us a dollar, we could buy buy the the Washington Redskins. (laughs) And um, I wanted to point out that if you don't like to just give away money for no reason, like John Adams, then go to Uh our store and buy one of the new. Sweet uh, all-weather fan shirts at the Harry Hog store, or you can buy one of the classic Harry Hog football logo shirts or coasters or mouse pads or mugs or walks. Right, if you go to our website and go to the shop drop-down menu, the first link is new Harry Hog football shop. You can go to there, and you can find all sorts of accoutrement. Yeah, let me ask this question. Harry Hog football nation pride. Say, Aaron. Say, John. You know when you're sitting out in your shop and you wonder what time it is? How do you tell what time Hmm. it is? I look at my Harry Hog football clock up on the wall. That's right. That's a good looking well, clock. That's funny. Too. That's what I do too. Hey, where'd anyway. you get that clock? <laughs> let's get that. Let's let's where'd round you get this that thing what? out, dudes. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins! And if you see a Cowboys fan. Joke them! Especially when they get knocked out of the playoffs on Saturday night. Joke them! Shanahan is so good way to Pog Mahone. Pog Mahone. Pog Mahone. We're going to have to put explicit on this in Ireland now. You know that.